on, people? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. You know how we like to do this bad boy here. We like to start this sucker off with a question. Sometimes it's a statement, but sometimes it's a question. And let me ask you, what will be your legacy? Do you even care what your legacy will be? What are you going to leave behind on this earth? Remember, the choice is yours. And legacy is quite simple. It's every single life that you touched. School, work, family, friends, if you have them, associates, neighbors, the people that you run into the grocery store, they are part of your legacy. How do you deal with people? How do you treat people? How do you just want to be remembered on this earth? What kind of person were you? How strong are you committed to being who you say you are? See, a lot of people like to say who they are, but then not live the life that matches the words that come out their mouth. I am strong on my word means everything. If I say something to you or I say something to anybody, I'm going to go to the nth degree to make sure that that thing comes true because I'm a thought out person, I think. I like to think that I'm a thought-out person, that I'm a fair person, I'm an honest person. I'm not going to tell somebody anything just to make them feel good. I have to be honest. Sometimes truth hurts. Even when I speak to Doc himself. Now, I didn't know that I just went in the third person thing, and that's not a cool thing to do. But even when I speak to myself, because I do speak to myself internally, and I correct myself, as many times as possible to make sure that I'm on the path that matches the words that come out of my mouth. Because I do a podcast and I could be called out on shit at any given time as a fraud. And I don't want to ever be a fraud. That is not how I want to go out on this earth. So this week, we're going to get to the show now, people. This week, Madeleine Albright, the first female Secretary of State, she died at the age of 84. She was the Secretary of State under Bill Clinton, who was the president at the time. A gentleman named Stephen F. No, I'm sorry, Stephen E. Willett. He created the GIF. You know the GIF? We all use them when we send tweets or instagrams or facebooks or whatever and the most famous being the dancing baby that kind of kicked it off he died at the age of 74. foo fighters drummer taylor hawkins died this weekend at the age of 50. the foo fighters are a huge influence on my life i love taylor i love dave Grohl. i'm a drummer i love how they function together i love the fun of their music I will miss Taylor. It was sorry to hear that he had such issues, but he was a human being also. And his legacy shouldn't just be how he passed away, but also the joy that he gave millions of people on this earth and what he left behind as gems and jewels because the Foo Fighters are one of the greatest groups of all times. And once again, I said he died at the age of 50. Uh, the Because of You singer, R&B singer Keith Martin, died at the age of 55. Now, I really was not very familiar with his music, but I did go back and listen. And there was a reason I wasn't very familiar. It's not, I'm not that kind of R&B guy. 
I lean more towards rock, rap, and reggae. But you know what? People seem to enjoy his music, so I'm just giving him shout-outs. Uh, COVID cases in the United States are up to 82 million, and we are approaching 1 million people dead. Vaccinated with over 559 million people in one shape, form, or another. They are talking about a fourth booster. I am not with the fourth booster. I can't be forced to take it. I'm not going to take it. That's not even in my realm of thought. I did my part. I got the two shots plus the booster, and I'm leaving that alone. Worldwide, we have the 440, 472 million cases and 6.2 million people dead. So Mayor Adams of the state of New York, the city of New York, says that professional athletes and performers are now exempt from the vaccine mandate. He put special privilege on the fact that you are a celebrity of some sort and you perform in a venue, which makes no sense. He should lift this. If he said it's an unfair vaccine mandate, you unlift it for every member of your constituency. Every single New Yorker should fall under this. A person that's trying to go to work to feed their family should also fall under this exemption or just kill the rule. Uh, people have been fired in the city of New York for not be getting mandated and vaccine, vaccinated. So how dare he do this? How dare he bow down to the Mets, the Yankees, and the Nets? It does not make sense. And Broadway performers, you have to treat everybody the same. You can't have a caste system within a city like that where there's almost 11 million people. You have just told Basically, 99.9% of them, they get as much as a Kyrie Irving, and that's not right. He also claimed this week that New York City is a um, laughing stock, which it is. The crime level there is off the charts, and something has to be done. I don't believe a heavy hand needs to be put down on people who are just going about their business, but a presence should be felt in the city of New York to make people feel safe coming and going. No women and no children should be getting hurt. No children should be getting shot. No women should be just be pushed on the tracks or raped basically in the streets. And nobody is doing anything about this. This is a shame, people. Kajandi Brown Jackson Supreme Court confirmation hearings were the end of last week. They closed. Now we got to wait for confirmation. We have to wait for the vote to come in. And we'll see how that goes. But it does look good for Judge Jackson or Judge Brown Jackson. And uh, we might be soon getting our very first black female Supreme Court justice. Well, I'm sure everybody has seen the Mike Tyson video where the dude in the little comedy club pulls out a gun. Mike doesn't flinch one bit. I mean, it was shocking how Mike didn't even move. He, I guess his bets of Brownsville mind clicked in. And you know what? Getting up, running, and panicking could cause more of an incident than sitting back and being cool. It ended in a positive manner because the man wound up doing nothing but hugging Mike and moving on. Uh, he saluted Mike. He hugged Mike. Mike hugged him back. It seemed like there was no beef between them, but 
Mike proved who he was to everybody. You can't have a moment like that and not say that this man is a different type of individual. See, this is now a part of his legacy. Sure, he'll have the conviction. He'll have the heavyweight championship. But this video proof of him handling a situation that most people would not have been able to handle in that manner. But he was true to his form, and I salute him also. So Triple H is retiring from the WWE. This is like a week before WrestleMania. WrestleMania will be next week, and I want to put that bug in your ear. It will be on Saturday and Sunday. It should be a very good WrestleMania. I don't know where they're gonna, what they're gonna do with Roman and Brock Lesnar. I don't know who's going to walk out as the one champion. If they're gonna do a swerve and make sure that that doesn't happen, but it looks like a very good WrestleMania. You got some celebrities involved. You got Johnny Knoxville. You got uh, Logan Paul involved. So it should be a good WrestleMania. I love WrestleMania. I actually went to the very first two WrestleManias. I went to WrestleMania 30. I think I've been to five WrestleManias, but I went to the very first two in New York City. I was there the very first time. So I've been a fan of WWE for a long time. Now, Triple H has been hitting home runs as a wrestler forever. Evolution, DX, the pompous Triple H. When he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, then his career as the king, and then just Triple H. I mean, him with China. This dude has, like I said, been hitting nothing but home runs. I am sorry to hear about his physical ailments. I wish him and his family nothing but the best. He has entertained millions of people. And uh, his life, or the rest of his life, as long as he does what he needs to do, should be bright and shining. He has... The means, the opportunity that most people don't have to make sure that his life is in good hands. So, Kobe Covington gets attacked by Jorge Moscoval. Should Jorge Moscoval have done what he did? Hell no. He had 25 minutes inside an octagon to prove any point that he wanted to to Kobe Covington. But my point is this, Kobe Covington in no way, shape, form, or another should have pressed charges. He should not have his name linked to any charges pressed. He should sit down with Jorge. He should sit down with Dana. And if he claims he had a very expensive watch broken, Jorge must pay for it. Jorge, if you have to do anything, you do it to him civilly. You make him pay for your dental work, you make him pay for your watch, but you do not criminally charge him as a professional fighter. This is unprecedented. No fighter I could ever remember has ever charged another fighter with physical assault unless it was male intergender, male to female. I can understand that completely. So this weekend, I went over, or well, Friday, actually, I went over to Triangle Shooting Academy in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm going to say that the guys that's over there, the range officers, are very nice guys. If they see you making an error or doing something that they feel is out of the way, they're Johnny on the spot. But do, they do it without being heavy-handed. They do it, and they allow you to shoot. And they basically leave you alone. And if you need help, they're there for you. I like the place. A little expensive for the ammo I was shooting. 
I will never shoot range ammo again. I will bring my own ammo with me. I'll just buy the target and rent the space. I'm already, I already have a card for the place. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the Triangle Shooting Academy. I'm going to try to get over there at least once a month to practice. This time I decided to practice shooting only one hand, no two-handed shooting. I shot a Smith & Western 40 cal Taurus and a Kimba 380 micro, which I shot like a hundred times one-handed. I'm looking at my um, target. I did brutal. I mean, I got a lot of nines. So if people say anything bad about the Kimber 380, maybe it's you. Maybe it is you. Okay. Now I do not enjoy shooting the Taurus 40 Cal Smith and Wesson, which I'm going to gun show next week. I mean, next month in April. And when I go, my goal is to get a new weapon and to trade that and see what kind of value I can get. I mean, I, it comes with two clips. I got the locks. I got the case. So they can't lowball me. And we'll talk about that later on when that happens. Last night, we had the Oscars. And I did not watch the Oscars. But naturally, like just like you probably have, I watched the Will Smith slap Chris Rock video. That was pretty amazing. Will Smith has had a lot of things said about Jada Pinkett Smith, and I've never seen him react like this. Maybe there's something personal between him and Chris. Chris is not pressing charges, Kobe Covington. Chris is not pressing charges, Kobe Covington. And on top of it, Chris Rock's reaction to being slapped on national TV, which will now forever and always be a made no sense the way he reacted as a man we have a fight or flight he did drop of fight in him he didn't even raise up his hand really to defend himself against getting smacked maybe thought will was going to come up there and and give him a hug even though he's just been talking about his wife i mean this is not a, a clearly thinking dude right now uh Chris is so far removed from the Chris Rock who grew up in Bed-Stuy that he probably can't even recognize himself. He should have defended himself. He had the right to tackle Chris. I mean, uh, Will, this should have been a brouhaha on that stage. Security should have had to come up there. Even if you get your ass kicked, you defend yourself. You don't allow a man to slap you in front of, say, only let's be conservative and say only 8 million people watched it. But today, as that video went viral on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, people just passing around, it's going to be a meme. We're going to say conservatively, 50 to 100 million people are going to see this slap. And this is what Chris Rock, he's going to be remembered for this as much as he's remembered for any joke that he's ever told in his career. And I couldn't go out like that. I ain't the toughest guy, but I'm not going to have somebody just slap me. You know, it's just not going to happen. And Chris should not have accepted that. There's no way you accept that. And then you let it roll off your back by making a joke. Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. That doesn't make sense. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit of television I watched this week. I watched Bob Hart's Abishola. And a couple of weeks ago, they had a 
episode where they dealt with making a commercial. So now this commercial has made their business a super busy business. And it also brought out a mean side of Bob that we have never seen before. Let's see how this goes from here. Power Book 4, you know, Force with Tommy, this Delia, this brand new drugs is reaching new heights. Now they kidnapped this doctor, which makes no sense. This young black female chemist doctor, she goes missing for days and nobody's looking for her. Uh, it, it That doesn't make sense. Now, do I enjoy the show? Yes, I enjoy the show very much. The good doctor dealt with this little girl whose father was injured and might lose his leg. Uh, this Dr. Glassman, who I don't like at all, he is so selfish. He switches up from week to week what his agenda might be. And Dr. Andrews is going to have to regain the trust of his complete staff because when he sided with Salem, he really made a problem. And this is his second time being the president of that St. Bonaventure's Hospital. I also watched The Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Dr. Buss was ripping Jerry West's ass. We got to meet Pat Riley. We got to also see uh, Dr. Buss try to hire Jerry the Shock Tartanian from UNLV and how that ended up. The Walking Dead, we got to say goodbye to Toby. Now, also, Sebastian wanted some money. Why is money still a thing so late into this Walking Dead catastrophe? We, we have still decided that money is going to be how we get things, how we trade things. We have not evolved or moved on from finance. Finance is going to rule the new society as it ruled the old society. And we also found out that Leah, which I don't understand, killed all those soldiers and took their weapons. Leah was a regular woman. This was no special forces woman. I know she trained with some guys later on during the Walking Dead. I don't even know what you would call it. Their pandemic of the Walking Dead. But now she killed a whole armament troop uh, from the Commonwealth. And she took their guns. And that's what Toby and his crew was out there looking for. But at least we know now what's going on. We had a very good episode of The Family Guy. Meg met this guy named Seymour. But come to find out, Seymour was a figment of her imagination. He did not even exist. And they were doing all kinds of nutty stuff. She was having sexual fantasies. She was robbing grocery stores. It was a very good episode of uh, Family Guy. I enjoyed it. We dealt on This Is Us. They're doing the three-parter. We started with Kevin. This episode is Kate. The next episode, which won't even be back for another week, is going to be Randall. But this episode, we dealt with Kate and her two Tobys. The Toby she has now, who's all business, he's serious, he's rising up the executive ladder. And then the funny, comical, fat Toby, who was just a ne'er-do-well, who wanted to just find love. And happiness. So that was a very good episode. I watched 911 and I'm going to admit that I'm ashamed of myself for even watching this show. I got a bail. I've said this so many times. 911, the TV show, is a joke.
it is horrible to introduce new characters and i don't care about them there are old characters that are missing i don't know this show is a mess they get to steal money legally and god bless them for that i came back finally after four years the show atlanta with daniel donald glover lakeith stanfield and the other brother who plays paperboy and they dealt with the 2018 Hart family murder-suicide wedding. You remember where the six killed kids were killed by the two lesbians who decided to drive them off a cliff? Um, I don't know why he rehashed this. I really don't know. He also rehashed this Lake Lenore where a black community was uh, is like basically under all dead underground. A whole bunch of people have been found in this lake. I don't like the show. I I don't understand why Van is in Amsterdam with them. With Earns. Why? And where is her child and her new man? Why would she leave them to follow them when she has nothing to do with the tour? It's whacked out, and I think I'm bouncing on Atlanta. They also dealt with the blackface that goes on in Atlanta. Something called like Steiner Claus where people in Amsterdam run around in a day in blackface and hand out candy. The black list bounced back big time, and they had two really good episodes. One was Genuine Models, and the other one dealt with the dark web stock market. Now, the Genuine Models were like Fembot models of women this dude was programming to kill the Johns. So that was a great episode. And like I said, the dark, dark web stock was also awesome. And we dealt with Cooper being, getting extorted by the person who's trying to set him up as murders. The UFC had a fight night, Curtis Blade versus Chris Dacus. Curtis Blade's knockout blow to Chris Dacus sounded like a Ric Flair chest shot. It was brutal sounding. Joanne Woods, formerly Joanne Calderwood, lost by submission to Alexa Grasso in the first round. I thought that Joanne would have fought a little bit longer. We were supposed to have Michelle Waterson versus Amanda Rebus. That fight was canceled. Sarah McMahon fought Carol Rosa. That was a good fight. It went the distance. Sarah McMahon is a good, good wrestler. She's a supreme wrestler, so you know you got a lot of that in that bout. And the fight of the night was Matt Brown versus Bryant Barbarina. Uh, these two dudes went at it, and that was worth the price of a mission. That made this joint rock. Also on this card, Neil Magny tied George St. Pierre for the all-time welterweight win record with his 19th win in a split decision over Max Griffin. That was a very entertaining fight also. There will be no UFC next weekend. They come back on 4-9 because next weekend people were trying to leave everything alone for WrestleMania. They, nobody wants to touch that. But when they bounce back, it's going to be 4-9. Alexander Boskolowski is fighting Chan Sin Yu also known as the Korean Zombie. Al Jermaine Sterling is going to be fighting Peter Yan to see who the real champion is. Mackenzie Dern is fighting Tisha Torres. 
Calvin Gaslam is fighting Nora Dean Imovov. Irene Aldana is fighting Aspen Ladd. And Rosenstruck is fighting Ty Burra. So that on paper should be an outstanding card. And I, I look forward to that. Once again, that is 4-9. And like I said again, this weekend coming up, April the 2nd and April the 3rd from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, we got WrestleMania 38. Now, the NCAA tournament is in full swing. St. Peter's became the first 15 seed in history to advance to their lead eight, but they lost last night to North Carolina. So Cinderella now goes home. We're going to have Duke versus NC. Let's go Duke, 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 baby. They actually, uh, let me see. Not only that, Coach K reached the final four for the 13th time in his history. He tied John Wooden for the most final four appearances. Now, this is his very last coaching stint. And so he has succeeded. To reach the final four is just as it's not as big as winning the title, but that is the elite of the elite. And to do it 13 times and in his final season, when people really, really didn't expect it so much because they thought uh, like the Gonzaga's, Arizona's might do it, Houston might do it. But now all he needs to do is be NC and then win the final game and he can go out as the true, this would be the true, true, true Cinderella story. Coach Gay going out. K going out as a champion. This has been the craziest NFC, NFL offseason that I've ever seen in my life, people. The movement is shocking. The Falcons signed Marcus Mariota. The Saints re-signed Jameis Winston. The Falcons traded Matt Ryan, longtime Falcon quarterback Matt Ryan, to the Colts. The Bucks are re-signing Fournette. The Patriots are bringing back Malcolm Butler. Tyreek Hill was traded to the Dolphins to give them this super fast wide receiver core. The Dolphins also uh, signed Tyreek Hill to a three-year $75 million extension, which is crazy. Now, we're going to talk some basketball, and then we're going to get out of here, people, okay? Tonight, we got the Celtics versus the Raptors. Tuesday, you got the Bucks versus the 76ers, the Jazz versus the Clippers. Wednesday, you got the Suns versus the Warriors. Thursday, you got the Bucks versus the Nets. Kyrie can play at home. KD is back. So it's Bucks versus a full squad Nets. Friday, you got the Timberwolves versus the Nuggets. Saturday, you got the Heats versus the Bulls. Jazz versus the Warriors. Sunday, you got the 76ers versus the Cavaliers, and the Heat go up against the Raptors. The Heat have been on a losing streak lately since the Jimmy Butler situation where you Dennis Haslam and uh, Eric Stolcher, the coach. Also, you're going to have the NCAA Final Fours next weekend. Okay. Now, next week, my show is going to evolve around me, Peter, Phil, Eddie, Rogers, Waters, which is really Genesis, Pearl Jam, and Pink Floyd. My life and these people 
have meant a lot to my life. They added so much to my life. And we'll get into that next week. Like I said, that's going to be me with Peter, Phil, Eddie, Rogers, Waters, which is Genesis, Pearl Jam, and Pink Floyd. And once again, people, what do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to be remembered as a shysty person, outstanding person, upright person, an honest person? The choice is yours. Were you a helpful person? Were you a person that put roadblocks and pitfalls and distractionary tactics in? Were you a jealous person? Were you a giving person? Were you a taker? Were you a liar? Were you honorable and honest? These are things that we control. We control a lot about the narrative of our legacy. And it is up to us to do what we, if you care. See, that's the whole thing. If you do not care, a person that does not care at all will never care. See, now I'm not a person who asks somebody what they think of me. But I leave certain things where other people would have to question if you said them about me. Okay? That's what you do. You leave it where it's questionable. When somebody hears something left feel about you, they say, you know what? That you have a great and wonderful week. I hope that you have a uh, wonderful week that everything goes your way, that you get all those green lights that you need in life, that blessing that you're looking for, that you obtain it, and be good to other people so that you can be good to yourself, okay? And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.